The Welcome to the Show podcast is independently produced by me, CT, and Manny Gomez. Help people find our show by taking two minutes to leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is the Welcome to the Show podcast. I'm CT and my co-host, Manny. How's it going? What's up? What's good, man? I don't know what that, I don't know what that was, man. Hey, uh, sometimes you got to start it off like that. Word, word, CT. We yeah. got some. We got some news, CT. Oh, um, for those of you who haven't noticed, if you follow us on our social media profiles, our logo has changed, and we have a bit of a different description. So we're evolving from just a podcast. Now this, now this is officially the flagship podcast of the Welcome to the Show Sports and Pop Culture Blog and Podcast Network. So you'll get. The sport general sports news from us. We have an announcement about a new podcast that's going to be joining us, um, but we don't want to make that official quite yet. But in the near future, you have the replay pod, and we have some more stuff coming down, um, coming down the line in the future. The website is undergoing a bit of a change. Um, yeah, so we're like you said in the last in the last you know podcast, the intro to the to the Monday episode where we release we re released an episode of the replay. And you trolled me a little bit. We do big things, man. These are facts. We do. We do. These are facts. We're making big. We're big. We're making big moves, man. Twenty twenty. Big boy moves. Little boy dollars. It's gonna be. Oh. <laughs> way to <laughs> way to bring everybody up to speed there, Manny. <laughs> Let's start. Let's just get the NBA out of the way, man. There's really nothing new about the NBA. I think I think the latest headline headline I read is that Steph Curry is interested in playing in the Olympics in 2020. Big whoop. Yeah, stupid. Um, so we 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 were talking about something right before we started recording. Sure. Uh, R.J. Barrett made a headline recently saying that he wants to dunk on Kristaps Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Now you're so, a Knicks fan. Yeah. Is that that right, Manny? You're a Knicks fan. Um, uh, yes, first of all, I am. You, That's correct. You liked you liked that they drafted R.J. Barrett. I mean, they really didn't have a choice. It was kind of landed on them, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, of course, I would have liked Zion, but I'm seeing that Zion is a little fragile. He's getting injured a lot. I'm noticing, so I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with the R.J. Barrett. I think before Zion blew up in uh, in Duke this past season, R.J. Barrett was supposed to be the number one pick. Um, yeah, so I'm happy with it. Okay, now you said before we started recording as well that Christos Porzingis was recently the face of the Knicks. He was their first round draft pick a couple years back. He right. wasn't. I to me, to me, he was pretty solid. He was pretty. He's pretty good when on the court, but injuries derailed him. Um, I don't know what happened with him on that boat with the girl with the big titties. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> what was i not allowed to say that that's all right it's okay it's a free, it's a free country yeah it's true oh <laughs> hashtag me too no nah, i can't stop laughing man damn all right so what do you think about rj barrett's comments i just think that you have to play like it's too soon play a full season prove that you can you know that you can evolve as a player. I think I think the biggest knock on RJ Barrett is that he can't land, you know, jump shots. He's not a good jump shot shooter. He's not a good three point shooter. Um, so 
let's work on your game. Let's get better. Let's let's get that one season under your belt. Establish yourself as the best player on the Knicks. And then you can start talking shit about Kristaps Porzingis. I like it because Kristaps is a little, you know, he, he's a little bitch. Let's just put that out yeah, there. Yeah, he, he left the Knicks with a sour taste. Sure did. So I would love nothing more than for somebody to do that on the Knicks to Kristaps Porzingis. But I just... For R.J. Barrett's sake, don't start off on this foot in the league with with making stories with stupid little, you know, comments like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like do the do the normal thing. Say that LeBron was your idol growing up and that you're excited to play for the Knicks and your dad was a Knicks fan or something. Don't say that you want to dunk on Kristaps Porzingis. First of all, you guys might never even play together. You know, he might be injured. You might just not get a chance to do that. So. I understand if you're playing against like who do the Knicks usually play against? What like the the Cavs or or the Nets? Teams in but the, the East. Mavs. <laughs> yeah, like come on. Just yeah. I don't I didn't see the point, but whatever, man. I guess the NBA has to make a splash somehow with all the stuff that's going on in uh in the NFL. Right. There's nothing going so, on in the NBA. It's the NBA is dead right now. You know, I keep seeing stories about Kobe versus LeBron. Like like this was ten years ago. Like all right. Move on already. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's funny because I, I do feel like the NBA had a crazy offseason once the finals ended with Kawhi and everything. Mm-hmm. But once yeah. that ended, it's like we default to, like, LeBron and Jordan and Kobe. And remember this one time that uh that Zion dunked in high school. You remember that? Like, yeah. all right. We get it. Move right. on. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> We're going to talk some MLB, then we're going to talk some NFL. Um, today, I want to do things a little bit different. We're just going to go through a couple of headlines that took place since the last time we recorded. And uh, I feel like it's been a pretty interesting time in baseball, mostly because there's a legit home run race yeah. going on right now, uh, which we're going to get into. But uh, let's see what's happened in the MLB since last Tuesday or Monday? Whenever we record. I don't even know. What day is it today? Thursday, I guess. Here we go. So, Houston Astros, first team to 100 wins this season. I believe they were the first team to 100 wins when they actually went to the World Series. I could be wrong. I know they ended up with the most wins, Hmm. but I could be wrong about them being the first to 100 wins. They won 102 that that year. Uh, Garrett Cole, speaking of Houston, Garrett Cole with 300 strikeouts, first Astros pitcher since Mike Scott. I don't even know who that is. 1986. Uh, first right-handed pitcher since Pedro Martinez in 1999. And Justin Verlander currently has 283 strikeouts. So if he gets 300, they'll be the first duo to do that since the 2001 Diamondbacks with uh, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Crazy. Bruce Bochy gets his 2,000th win as a manager. He's the 11th manager to get 2,000 wins. uh, And he's one out of 10 managers with three World Series champions. Hmm. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, these are things we might never see again, the way that they swap out managers these days, right? I mean, truth. So, but staying on the Giants... Barry Zito made a headline. <laughs> I found this pretty funny. And we, we could talk about this for a little bit. But, you know, after we're done with the headlines, uh, Barry Zito admits to rooting against the Giants in the 2010 World Series. He pitched for the Giants that season. 
and he admits to rooting against them in the 2010 World Series. We're going to get into that. Wow. Uh, Ronald Acuna, youngest player ever to join the 40-30 club, and he needs three more stolen bases for 40-40. So that guy is clearly on some shit. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> can you share it with the Red Sox? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and a, a little darker news here. The DEA is investigating where Tyler Skaggs obtained his lethal drugs from. Felipe Vasquez. We never figured out what Felipe's last name was, right? No. Originally? Did he change it to Google Vasquez? Search. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Felipe Vasquez arrested for, quote, sex, but not really, with a minor of 13 years old. She's now 15. He actually admitted to this. Felipe Rivero. Oh, yeah. Wow. Can't believe I forgot that. Uh, let's see on some lighter news. Actually, wait, let me get through one more dark news, which we'll okay. talk about as well. Uh, Domingo, her mom put on leave after under the domestic violence policy. Uh, I think more updates have come out since mm-hmm. we first heard, but I still don't know too much about it. And, uh, Giancarlo Stanton returns to the lineup. CC Sabathia gets a standing ovation in his final regular season home start. Those sure. are headlines of the week. Uh, what should we talk about first? Let's talk about Barry Zito admitting. First of all, why would you ever admit this? <laughs> right? Why would you? Why would you ever put yourself out there like, yeah, I rooted against my team because because uh because I was left off the playoff roster since yeah, I couldn't live up to my contract because you sucked. <laughs> yeah, like what did you expect? And and I don't. I can't think of a time, and I, you know who knows. You're when you're when you're a kid, you, you your mind wanders or whatever. But I can't think of a time as an adult that I ever wished something bad would happen. Let alone to like the team I pay play for, the team that pays me. You know, like so. Here we go. Zito had struggled down the stretch that year. The Southpaw, who was in the fourth season of a seven-year, 126 million deal, 126 million dollar deal. Uh, at the time, it made him the highest-paid pitcher in Major League history. That was mm-hmm. just at the time. I think, you know, obviously since then, that's been shattered. Uh, he was left off the Giants' playoff roster. And he says, I ended up rooting against the team as they were trying to win the World Series, hoping they would lose a World Series so I could validate my ego once again, he confessed. Hmm. I don't know what I don't know what to make of this, man. I, I, I just, I think of the time when Barry Zito was on the, on the Oakland and how dominating he was with that curveball or how big a deal they were making yeah. out of. Maybe I was just a kid. Maybe I was just kind of taking it for what it was. And I was just letting, you know, ESPN anchors telling me how good he was. Maybe he never deserved the money. But Jesus, man, like to root against your team in the World Series. like yeah. <laughs> He was a beast with Oakland. I remember I remember him winning a Cy Young. I remember him facing the Yankees in the ALES, I think it was. I think it was the series where the Yankees came back from a 2-0 deficit. Um, and I remember him taking that contract with, with San Francisco. And at the time I thought it was crazy that he was the highest paid pitcher, but I thought he deserved a big contract cause he was a good pitcher. He was a, a durable, he was going to give you 30, 33 starts a season. You knew what you were going to get from, he was going to the national league. He was just going to jump, you know, from Oakland to San Francisco, which is, you know, across the bay from each other. Um, and I thought that, I thought that that comment was crazy too. Although after after that season, the 2011 season, which by the way, he deserved to get left off of that roster. He had a 5.87 ERA. Um, mm-hmm. He probably had his best season, arguably in San in San Francisco the year after. Um, but then he he returned back to Barry, Barry Zito and and ended his career 
and shame. Damn. Here we go. He, he goes on to say, I was disgusted, hated myself. The ballpark was the last place I wanted to be. I remember driving around San Francisco those days, uh, blah, 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 blah. Most of the time, just crying in my Range Rover. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man. Oh, my Range Rover. <laughs> crying in my Range Rover. Wow. <laughs> Crying douche. in my Range Rover with a tinted. Maybe, maybe we're bashing a guy that was like mentally depressed. I'm sorry, but maybe. we we need we need to call it what it is, man. Like, come on. Uh, most <laughs> of the time, just crying in my Range Rover with the tinted windows, so nobody could see me. But okay. so in the darkest place, the ordeal forced Zito to discover the root problem. He traced it back to his upbringing. Uh, that was the easiest. That was easy. Oh, I guess he's saying that when he was successful, it was easy to kind of deal with like his upbringing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he compensated by dating celebrities. I don't remember what celebrity he dated, but mm-hmm. I know Matt Harvey went out with. Uh, I know Matt Harvey dated. God, what is her name, man? The hottest Victoria's Secret model ever. Adriana Lima. I don't know where you're Matt talking Matt Harvey. About. You, you don't remember that? I do, but my wife might be listening. <clears throat> well i don't have a wife so here i go matt harvey mr dark knight you know wannabe dated adriana lima towards like the tail end of his decline kind of like when he started to decline is when i remember he started dating adriana lima so i could just imagine what barry zito at the height of his career probably dated right yeah uh let's see i guess he really was in a dark place and we don't know what it's like to be a pitcher in the major leagues and a millionaire and stuff, but I could, uh, I, I, mean, I could see the the being a competitive person. You want to be on the playoff roster, excuse me. When um when they're in the postseason, especially when they're going on a World Series run, I think they lost that year because weren't they the even number years? They that, won in 2010, I believe. Oh, this was 2010 that he that he had this. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was 2011. So. So my my information from before is incorrect. The year after that, he had a horrible season. Um, yeah. Okay. But I feel like this is kind of one of those things that you put in a book um, to sell books. Like this is going to be like what we're doing right now, what people are going to talk about. You're rooted against your team. You know what I mean? Like this is what Barry Zito did. I can't believe Barry Zito did this. But his his book sales are going to go up because of it, because more people are talking about it. I think I saw that he was on the Michael K show. I was away this past week. Wasn't he on the Michael K show? You know, what the fuck is I Barry mean, Zito from the Oakland A's and San Francisco Giants, you know, doing selling books on a New York City based radio show? I mean, I might have missed it, but I started thinking to myself, like, he put this in a book to sell, right? Mm-hmm. A couple months ago, what's his name? Put it in a book about uh my god why am i forgetting all these names he's the anchor in the mets games he put it in the book about a guy oh, yeah. yelling like some uh, racial slur in the world darling. series ron darling yeah ron darling said that about uh about hmm. uh god damn it the crazy i know guy. right it's at the jesus yeah it's at the tip of my tongue and Me too, but, but anyways we, you guys know who we're talking about here's the thing i don't even know if i'd buy an alex rodriguez book so I started to question myself as a baseball fan, and I started watching baseball games, and I see these people that bring out the signs like, Garrett Cole, 300 strikeouts. Like, they, they got the sign and everything. And I'm like, I would never bring a sign to a baseball game. Am I really a baseball <laughs> fan? Like, do I really support this organization? <laughs> no, I don't think I would either. I think that's a little overboard for me. Yeah. But anyways. Hmm. So, 
Cece <laughs> Sabathia, standing ovation, final regular season home start. Before I ask you the obvious question, yeah. do we think we're Cece in the uh, in the playoffs? I think they're going to put him on the roster. I think it reminds me of, I think I had said this on a previous episode, it reminds me of David Cohn in uh, the Mets series, the, the 2000 World Series, where he was horrible that year. And they put him on the roster anyway. I don't think he started any games in the postseason, but he came in in relief a few times and, and was pretty good. Um, I think he'll be on the roster. I think he deserves a spot on the roster. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that they're going to get creative with him. I think it'll be either they use him in an opener game or something, or they're going to do what they did with him in the previous start where they let him start the game for three, I think two times around the lineup, and then they went to Domingo Herman and let him finish the game. Because I, I don't think that Herman is going to get a start in the postseason, not because of the, the recent incident, but because of innings limits, lack of experience. Now they have Severino back who looked pretty good. Um, and you have, you know, you have your Paxton Tanaka, Severino, and then if you need a fourth starter, you could do a combination of CC and Domingo Herman. That seemed to work pretty well. It only it only happened once, so you don't have enough of a sample size. But you know why not? Why not give it a shot? Yeah. Now speaking of Domingo Herman, like I haven't really heard much except that he smacked his wife in a Something public like place. That. In public, yeah, that's what I read too. That's pretty crazy. So he might get suspended throughout uh, and even miss time next season if you think about it. I'm thinking about Osuna, and I'm thinking about Julio Urias of uh, of the Dodgers. And I know that I had him on my team in fantasy, and he was accused, and he was on administrative leave for a few games. Then he came back, and then they issued the suspension later on in the season. And I'm also thinking about Alex Rodriguez. When he got suspended for the whole year, he was suspended and he didn't serve his suspension until the the following year, I think, because he was appealing and going through lawsuits and all that stuff. I'm sure that, well, I'm hopeful, although this is horrible because he deserves, you know, the worst punishment. I'm hopeful that we can have him for the postseason roster and he can just mm-hmm. serve his suspension next year. But, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And Because they have to investigate be- it. You know what I mean? Like... Baseball players, are, baseball players are so hard to read, right? Because I look at the Herman and I'm like, wow, look at this guy. He's quiet. He's humble. He's basically out pitching what he's supposed to be doing right now. Like this guy's way to this guy's wins. cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And out of nowhere, he gets hit with this. And what, from what I'm reading now, it sounds like it's serious. Like they're not going to. They're probably going to suspend him. He's not going to yeah. be on the playoff roster. Um. So it's just crazy, and I feel like with baseball players, it's always hard to read. Like it always catches you off guard. As crazy as the, you know, I mean, not that I wasn't surprised with Antonio Brown, but the guy's kind of full of himself in a way. So it's mm-hmm. like you almost kind of like not happy that it happened, but you're like, oh, okay, like it's Antonio Brown. Right. But Domingo Herman, man, like I don't know. I didn't expect. I was it. not expecting when I, it when I saw that. I was like, because he looks like, like you know. He doesn't look like the type of guy, but I guess, you know, what is the type of guy that hits a woman? You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, like I said, as a Yankees fan, as an as a Yankees fan, my illogical the illogical side of my brain says I hope he gets to play in the postseason roster, but the logical side, the the side that that is a father of two daughters, you know, I have a wife, I have two sisters, my mother, 
I grew up around women. Um, I hope he gets if this if if the allegations turn out to be true, I hope that he gets punished for a long, long time. Yeah. Um that shit is unacceptable. You know, fuck you if you did that. Damn. Bitch. <laughs> All right. And I'm I'm sorry to whoever's listening to this, man, but we're about to get into the Felipe Vasquez thing and Here we go. I don't know what to make of it because so basically he admits to having to driving to the girl's house, uh-huh. thirteen years old at the time, right? Uh he admits to driving to the girl's house. She gets in the car, he plops her on top, and they start just going at it. Oh my god. So this is I mean, thirteen years old for a guy in his at the time probably late twenties or whatever he is right now, or mid twenties, doesn't matter. Twenty eight, I girl, think he is now. Yeah, so what, he was twenty five or twenty six? It doesn't matter. The guy man. it's freaking creepy. Like so he quote he's quoted saying that they had sex but not really i don't know what that means what does that mean yeah i really don't know what that means i mean if it's 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 messed up to say but if you got a 13 year old girl even as much as grinding on you i feel like that guy should be arrested like (laughs) i agree that's just me though that's just me though like i feel like and here we go pittsburgh pirates closer he's currently being held in allegheny 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 County in PA. Uh, he was denied bail on charges of child pornography and solicitation of sex from a 13-year-old girl. And he might get deported for this. Good. But, yeah, now I'm reading that it might be kind of tough because he comes from Venezuela and because Venezuela is so crazy right now and corrupted yeah. that deporting him might not be possible. Uh, Vasquez is a back-to-back all-star who saved 65 games over the last two seasons with a 2.22 ERA and 179 strikeouts in 126 appearances. Um, last week, he and fellow reliever Kyle Crick were involved in a locker room confrontation Mm -hmm. that resulted in Crick being injured. I'm pretty sure it was related to this. It had to be. Had to be. Like, yeah. Um, Chris Archer was saying that it was quoted saying that it hit him pretty hard because he has a 14-year-old daughter. And that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I just feel like there's no excuse for this shit because we're surrounded by children. Like, we know when a children, when a child is a child and yeah. when an adult is an adult. Like, so, I, I mean, what do you think? I think he, he, he knew exactly what he was getting himself into. Yeah. And he's a piece of shit. Fuck him. I hope he, I hope he gets deported. Um, and if not, then I hope he spends an insane amount of time in jail. He should not be allowed back back in baseball. Like, there's no, there's no coming back from this. You know what I mean? This is, you know, it's horrible. It, this is terrible. I don't even know. It doesn't even make sense. This is one of the elite relievers in baseball. You know, he was set to make. Uh, let's see. Not that money matters in this in this situation, but he's set to make over thirty million dollars in his contract left. Um, this was somebody who was sought after in the trade market, um, and fuck him. I mean, you know, this is crazy, man. And what the hell is it with child pornography, man? Oh like, my God, what, what is it? Like, what's, what's so wrong about regular porn? <sighs> right? <laughs> I mean, you can watch regular porn and the girls could say that they're underage and I guess that can get you off, but that at least they're still adults, you know, like. What are, yeah, what's wrong with good old-fashioned, just, you know, regular 
legal women, you know? Regular missionary <laughs> porn. <laughs> right. What's wrong with that, man? Ain't nothing wrong with porn, but And and it sounds like he over- saw, he sought her he sought her. Apparently he got her number like at a game or something. Like like he was in the bullpen. Um and I think that she was the pursuer in this case, but you I mean, come on, do your homework. You know, like uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I to say. I didn't hear about that that she was the pursuer in all this. That's that's what that's I mean crazy. again, I, don't quote me on that. Um that's my understanding of what happened here. That doesn't make it any better. I mean, you know, kids at that age aren't using, you know, they're full of hormones. They're not using their their I taught middle school students. They're fucking nuts at that age. Um so you're the adult. You're the responsible one in this case. Like you know you know better. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I hope I hope he I hope he goes to jail. I'm going to quote the great Michael Rappaport on this podcast right now. I hope he gets the Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment when he goes to jail too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to move on. Too much? Too much? No, no. That's not too much. It's just that I don't know what else can be said about this and It's disgusting, gonna- man. Like fuck like people like it's like people forget like you know what if this was like I don't know if he has any sisters or siblings or, co- or female cousins or anything. What if this is your sister? What if this was your cousin? What if this was your mother? You know what I mean? Like, I it shit pisses me off. I don't I don't understand people. Yeah, man. Honestly, like it it it's obviously it doesn't make it. It doesn't. It shouldn't impact it either way. But the fact that this is like a professional baseball yeah. player, man, like this guy probably has like. A, a thousand or so kids watching and following him, wanting to be him. Not only and that, you're, then, again, you're a professional athlete. I'm sure that there were women out there that were willing to, you know, oh yeah, sleep with him if that's what he wanted. The, you know what I mean? The real reason why athletes become athletes, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Moving on. Moving on. Since the last time we recorded, Manny. The yes. injury bug is in full effect in Major League Baseball. Um, I'm just going to go through a couple of big names over here since the last time we spoke okay, with okay. all the injuries. So let's see here. I don't know if you consider Mark Trumbo a big name, but he was a couple years ago. So Mark Trumbo, day-to-day. Cole Hamels, day-to-day. Lorenzo Cain, day-to-day. Yasmani Grandal. Probably a question for tonight. I don't know why I'm going through all these. But anyways, we know Domingo Herman left. Aaron yeah. Judge is not is out today in the lineup. Labor Torres is out of the lineup. Yeah, well, I was gonna get to that. Yeah. But Tances, I was gonna leave Tances kind of towards the end. But yeah, but Tances out for the season. That's a heartbreaking blow right there. Yeah. Uh, Manny Machado also questionable for today. Vladimir Guerrero also questionable for today. Kettle Marte probably out for the season. He was having like an MVP season. Uh, let's see, Nick Ahmed. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Why I like that. <laughs> questionable as well till tomorrow. JD Martinez, another questionable. What is going on? Fran Mil Reyes. The only reason why I mentioned, well, you know, besides JD Martinez, but Nick Ahmed was having a crazy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Batances would have been a big help for the Yankees. Fran Mil Reyes for the Indians. They could use him right now. Yeah. Um, we obviously know what happened to, I wouldn't call it an injury, but Felipe Vasquez. Chris Paddock out for the season. Wow. Did you know about that one? No. Is that like on purpose because he reached his innings limit or did he get hurt? He It just says he's been shut down due to okay. an organizational decision. Yeah, so I guess he's not really hurt. Giolito 
expected to remain to expected to spend the remainder of the season on a 10 day injured list. This couldn't happen fucking two weeks ago. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Mookie Betts questionable Friday. Anthony Rizzo probably out for the season. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Fact check, fact check. It says Anthony Rizzo. I just got a, a oh, yeah, yeah. right now. He's, yeah, he's back at, for the Cubs, which I'm surprised because wow. I don't know if you saw that injury. He like yeah. twisted his ankle. Like he like yeah, his, that's why I'm like I'm surprised by that. That's why I'm like a week and a half left. Like goodbye, you're out for the season. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought he was done too, but he's back. And they were they were like suffering some injuries there. They lost uh who did they lose? They they lost yeah. Kimbrel. Happy Bias. They Hobby lost Happy Bias. Yeah, Addison Chris Russell. Bryant. Addison Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Brian is Brian is back and he's a beast, but he was hurt for a while too. He was dealing with something. And we already know about Edwin Encarnacion, Gary Sanchez, Jay Happ is also probable for tomorrow. Uh, just a bunch of names. But we already mentioned Dylan Batances. Before we get into the two biggest names, uh, Dylan Batances, I felt like they got Jordan Montgomery back and mm-hmm. they were going to get uh, Severino back. But it's funny. I, in my brain, Dylan Batances was the bigger return than Severino because – What's the big deal that Severino's coming back if what's left of the season is basically the playoffs and he doesn't really pitch well in the playoffs? To me, I don't know. That's just me, Manny. Don't but, don't shoot the messenger. But but we haven't seen Severino pitch in the like it's, the way I'm seeing this is is that he's in the tail end of spring training right now and this is the start of the season. So if I'm looking at things glass half full, which I'm not used to doing that because I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. You can ask my therapist. Um, Too much information. Um, (laughs) This is the first half of the season for Severino now, and maybe he can replicate what he was in the first half of last year. And if that's the case, and it kind of looked like that in his first start, he was a little shaky in that first inning, but then he looked, you know, like a beast the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. Touched 99 on 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 the gun. Um, then we're set, man. And I think Sevy was a bigger return for the Yankees than than Batances because our bullpen is pretty, you know, pretty decent, more than decent. It's the best bullpen in baseball. Come on, let's let's just be real here. Um, so what we yeah. really needed was another arm on the rotation, uh, a starter essentially. I don't know why I can't just say that. I understand that you're, you know, my, my thing is is that Dylan Batances. I think he's highly underrated. Oh yeah, he's and he's probably he's, been the best reliever in baseball, I think, in the last like five years. Hands yeah, down. as much as as much as you know, you guys have a solid bullpen. I look at a guy like Zach Britton, right? I don't I don't know the numbers. This is just me going off the top of my head, freestyle, kick it back on the one two. Go. Uh, for nice, y'all listen, Zach Britton, that guy is a ground ball inducer. That's all he is. Dylan Batances is a strikeout pitcher. So yeah. if you have a situation where a guy's in scoring position. I would assume you're bringing in Dylan Batances instead of Zach Britton. True. And that's that's those are the kind of things that I think about when it comes to like the postseason. Like, you know, you a guy, Zach Britton facing a team like the Astros, I you know, even though the Astros don't strike out a lot, they're more likely probably gonna strike out with Dylan Batances than Zach Britton. With Zach yeah. Britton, they'll probably put the ball in play and you know, the the rest will be history. So <clears throat> that's why yeah. I kind of thought Dylan Batances was a huge, huge blow, and especially since he'll be a free agent next season. Uh, yeah, that issue with the arbitration a couple seasons back, which, you know, and he looked good. I mean, he only faced he only pitched uh, two thirds of an inning, um, but he looked good in those two thirds. And yeah, it was a freak injury, man. He was celebrating and 
it was fucking crazy. And um, yeah. I agree with Britain. He doesn't really. I like. I actually believe it or not. I like Britain. I don't think he's the Britain that that we got to know in Baltimore. But when that sinker is on, I don't even know how anybody could hit that shit. But no, yeah, it's, it's nasty. It's a nasty sinker. Aravino's been decent for us. He hasn't been exactly what I thought he was going to be. He walks a lot of people. He puts a lot of people on base. But but again, he has a one eight four ERA. He manages to get the outs when you need him. So I'm good with that. Canely's has stepped up to the plate big time this year. He's been amazing this year. Um, and some of the other arms on the back end of the bullpen have been doing their jobs too. So, you know, I understand what you're saying, especially if you're going to put CC back there or if Domingo Herman happens to, I think Domingo losing Domingo Herman is a big blow because now that Dylan Batanz's injury hurts even more because you could use that arm. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I feel bad for him. I really like Dylan Batanz. He's a New York kid. He came up with the Yankees. He's been really good with the Yankees. Um, and it just sucks to see that he worked so hard to get his way to get back into, you know, Major League Baseball shape. You face, I don't know how many batters, two or three batters, and you're out mm-hmm. for the year again. That's crazy, man. That sucks. Yeah. And what what do you, when is he like one of the only relief pitchers in history to strike out 100 batters like five seasons consecutively or something? And I remember he wasn't that good in some of those Girardi years. Yeah, he he had some he had he has moments where he's really shaky and he puts a lot of runners on and he can't find uh, the strike zone. But then he has moments where he's unhittable. Like I, there was there were moments last season where I don't even know how the fuck people were hitting this guy because he was filthy. I mean, um, but yeah, you're right. He's he has a uh, I, you know, I didn't the, even know that stat. CT he has yeah. 621 strikeouts in eight years of play. I mean, there's some starters that don't strike out as many hitters as, as Batances has. In those <clears throat> five consecutive seasons that I'm talking about, he has a 2.22 ERA, mm-hmm. 1.018 whip, and a 14.6 strikeout per nine. Crazy. That is, you know, this guy, I mean, someone's going to get him for cheap next season. It might, it might be the Yankees, honestly. I think the Yankees will keep him. They love their, their yeah. relievers. They don't have to, you know, the thing, and I, I'm starting to understand the the whole reliever thing with the Yankees. They're cheaper. Uh, the game is moving toward the use of more relievers, so you might as well have a strong bullpen. You know, I, yeah. I hope I hope that they go after Cole too, but I would be shocked if Batances doesn't stay with the Yankees. Yeah. So. We said that we were going to leave the two biggest names injuries for the last. Christian Yelich and Mike Trout. Mm. Probably this year's two MVP winners if they don't get injured. The reason why I say probably mm. is because as of today, and I'll read you the numbers, Mike Trout, 134 games in the season. American League leading 45 home runs, currently tied with Jorge Soler. Soler. Yep. And uh, we got 110 walks, also leading the American League. He's leading the American League in on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, Insane. and OPS, OPS plus. And he's also been walked intentionally 14 times, which is also league-leading. Christian Yelich, 130 games, not league-leading home runs, but he still has 44, which is probably like, what, like sixth in the National League at this point, or fourth, fifth, he whatever. Was, he was on his way to 50, for sure. Yeah, he probably would have gotten it. Uh, for you know, league leading on base percentage slugging OPS 1.1, which is better than Trout. 
mm-hmm. and OPS plus. But Trout actually has a better OPS plus. Now, I don't know about you, but I can see why they don't get the MVP award, even though I mean, I don't know, man. One hundred and thirty thirty four games. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. That's almost that's almost thirty games left. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like a month worth of baseball. Um, and with Mike Trout, I can't think of somebody else in the American League that has come anywhere near that. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad if Trout got the, the MVP award. Um, in the National League, however, there's Cody Bellinger, there's Catal mm-hmm. Marte, there's Anthony Rendon, and I think. For me, a lot of people think that it's automatically going to be Bellinger. And yeah, he's having a phenomenal season, like by all measures, a phenomenal season. But I'm also thinking about how at the beginning of the year, I'm pretty sure it was more than a month into the season, maybe even two months into the season, he was hitting close to 400. And at some points he was over 400 to the point where people were talking, can he do it? Can he finish the season at 400, be the the first player since Ted Williams to do it? His batting average right now is 305. That's a significant mm-hmm. drop off. So yep. I would like to, if I had time, to look at the splits and see what his numbers have been like, I would say, from June on. And I wouldn't be surprised if if Rendon and Ketel Marte have been better than than Cody Bellinger. Right now, yeah. my mind tells me, Anthony, give it to Anthony Rendon. But, I, you know, I guess you have to look at the whole picture. You know what I mean? I'm going um, with Rendon. You're going with Rendon? Yep. Marte's been a beast, too. Yeah, he has. But I don't know. something about Rendon, man. You know? I just like that he's a quiet guy. He just goes goes about his business underrated. Yeah. Nobody talks about him. Um, he's a beast, though. It's a lot of beasts this year. It's going to be – it's a good race in the National League. You're right, though. With Trout, I can't really think of anyone. I mean – if Jordan Alvarez had been called up with a hundred games in the season, yeah. probably like maybe, yeah. but that guy's another. That's another. That's another case right there. Uh, speaking of just incredible things, there is legit. There's a legit home run race going on in the National League. So as of today, this is all of Major League Baseball. When I think of home run race, I don't think of leagues. I, I just think of the whole Major League Baseball kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't try to split it between National League and American League, but. Pete Alonso currently leads all major leaguers with 49 home runs. I think this is insane because he plays for the Mets. And hitting home runs in City Field is not easy. No. So, but Suarez from the Reds. He plays for the Reds, right? Yeah, yeah. Where the hell did he, where the hell did this come from? I have no idea. And I'm looking at his numbers right now. I mean, with he was the decent I last guess, year. Yeah, 34 home runs. Yeah. 892 OPS. Like, it's not that crazy but you know it was here's here's here are his home runs by year four home runs in 85 games which is nothing (laughs) half a season you only hit four home runs like i don't know uh four then 13 21 26 34 48 could be because of the juice baseballs i don't know but uh he's 27 so this could be him like this could be his him entering his prime maybe i don't know yeah, but yeah. something tells me he's going to edge out Pete Alonso for the for the lead by the end of the season um maybe um and when i think of Eugenio Suarez i think about Daniel. the reds how they could be such if if Joey Votto i don't know if he's unhealthy or if it's age or whatever 
That might that might turn out to be one of the worst contracts in baseball very soon. Um, well, now, if well, he continues now. down his, this path, and I love me some Joey Votto, but anyway, the Let's Cincinnati Reds, <laughs> Joey Votto, Suarez, they have some other decent hitters uh, on that in that lineup. They they had Scooter Jeanette. Now Scooter Jeanette is nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but anyway, um, you have Sonny <laughs> Gray, who's who's back to Sonny Gray. You have Castillo, who's pitching like an like a Cy Young candidate. Um, yep. You added Trevor Bauer, who I don't know what the fuck happened when he went to Cincinnati. Um, that team gotta, should be gotta, in contention, man. I don't like. That's a scary for me. That's a scary team. You got Amir Garrett keeping people in check, right? Because he's he's right. willing to put up put up the fist. Exactly. Right. Whatever. Um, but but but, <clears throat> but let me just go back to Peter Alonso really quick. I was looking at his splits, and I was thinking I was gonna see dramatic uh, dramatic splits. See way more home runs away than home. He has twenty four home runs at home. 25 home runs away. He's played more away games than home games. So Crazy. they're pretty even. So he's it's not like he's hitting cheap shots. You know no. what I mean? Um so I he went through a little slump last week, but it looks like he's back. He's been hitting homers again. Um I think he's going to break Aaron Judge's record and I think he's going to be the the home run champ this year. So what do you think he finishes at? I'm going to go f- there's like 10 games ish left. I'm going to say 50. He's going to edge out Judge, 53. Okay. I'm going to go Suarez, 55. Damn. You feel me? Anyways, to finish off the list, uh, Bellinger at 45, Soler at 45, Trout at 45, Yelich at 44, and Ronald Acuna at 40. I think there's a couple other players at 42. Yeah. Um, but of course, Acuna's the big the big dog there, so that's why I put his name there. You feel I think me? Glaber has like thirty nine, ish. I wanted to mention Glaber Torres, man. That's insane. He's he's gonna hit forty home runs this season. So proud. When he hits it, we'll we'll talk about it. <clears throat> so really quick, and and this might be a mistake on my end that I'm doing this in real time, but uh, Cody Bellinger was hitting four oh four on May twenty first. So that's. That's a solid sample size there. From then on, I'm going to do this right now, guys. I could be kicking myself in the mouth. Since then, he's been hitting 260 with a 371 on base, 562 slugging. Not bad, but definitely not the same Cody Bellinger that we saw at the beginning of the year. He has hit 28 home runs in that same time span, though. Um, yeah. So that does tell me that there's been a significant drop-off. Like, he... Those numbers don't make me fear him as much as his overall numbers, if that makes any sense. Um, no. So I go Rendon, too. For the yeah, MVP. bottom line is that I don't think Cody Bellinger is this year's MVP. No, me neither. I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we're both in agreement. Damn, man. I keep clearing my throat. I got the sniffles going on here. My apologies. Ladies and I wonder why. What do, you think is the, what do you think is the cause of that? You think there's dust in your room? You think it's the weather? So I was a little – I was sick while I was away. So we were in oh. Rehoboth Beach for, for a few days. My oldest daughter, Francesca, was sick when we got there. She got better. Then I got sick. Um, and my youngest daughter got sick with me. She's still kind of battling a little bit. I'm coming out of it. But as soon as I pulled into my town in Pennsylvania, the aller- like there's so much grass and farms and shit around here. I think the allergies are just nuts. I get the sniffles. Pair that up with the sickness. It's just, you know. This microphone right now is a cesspool of germs and oh, and disgustingness. 
I kind of wish I lived in an area with a lot more grass and like openness and stuff, you know? I don't know. I, I, I'm not really allergic to anything. I think I am allergic to some type of rare fern in like Cleveland or something, Ooh, I think wow. is what the doctor told me. So okay. I'll stay away from that. <clears throat> but I'm um, not really allergic to anything. Thank living, God. Living Knock in a place like this, going, we're going way off topic here, but living in a place like this is a blessing and a, and a curse. I, so I, I grew up in New York City um, and then, you know, north, the northern New Jersey area. And I like being able to walk to wherever it is that I want to go to. I like the like I lived in Jersey City for a few years right after I got married. And I think that was like the perfect solution. Like it was kind of suburbish, but it was also a city. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it was yeah. quiet enough where you can sleep at night without hearing crazy ass noises or people being up all hours of the night. But you still have that city vibe. Um, but you could still walk to the grocery store. You could walk to a restaurant. You could hop on the path train and go to New York City. You know what I see mean? Some, see some people playing instruments and stuff. Exactly. Art. The art nice. scene was good. Nice. Um, anyway, moving on. I'm gonna I'm gonna reel this back in then. <clears throat> gotcha. Thank you, Manny. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna round off the baseball talk with the playoff picture as we stand today. So we're recording now. By tomorrow, this could be completely different. Right, right now. And it's just going to be all at random. There's really no order for this. Tampa Bay Rays currently sitting on the second wild card run differential, 110, six and four in their last ten games. Uh, red hot Oakland A's. They took that first wild card spot, which is crazy, man. Because they, I think the last time we recorded, they were, I don't even know if they were on the wild card yet. Uh, they're eight and two in their last ten, and 153 is their run differential. Uh, Cleveland Indians, I don't think they're going to win their division, but they're a half game back from the Rays. Mm -hmm. They're seven and three in their last 10, so they're hot. 115 run differential. Uh, that's the American League. And I think we already know, obviously, the teams that are going to the playoffs. We got the Astros, which were the first 200 wins. The Yankees ran away with the division. And the Minnesota Twins are four games up. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident the Twins are going to win the division yeah uh so right now if it ended today the yankees would play the twins the the astros would play whoever wins the wild card game mm -hmm. is how that would go and any thoughts on that so i i think it would be a disappointment for the rays if they didn't make the postseason especially considering Same. that they got back glass now and they got back blake snell in the last couple of weeks mm -hmm. so they got their top their two top starters are back and they've just they've been good all year and i i you know the indians just don't who do they have like they're kind of I'm, they remind me of the yankees last year they're like an offensive heavy team with not that many pitching weapons you know what i mean like who's their starter who's gonna who's their game one starter clevenger um and then who after that um who was this guy? I would say uh, they have this guy's son, Plesak. I guess. Okay, he's been good. Bieber too. I forgot about Bieber's Bieber. Bieber's pretty good. I, I think the Indians. I think the Indians are an okay team, and they they're they have a better run differential than the Rays. I don't know how much that says. I mean, the Rays Look at you. like wow. to you know. I mean, I'm just trying to make a the only argument at this point. When they're when the Indians are a half a game back from the Rays is the mm -hmm. run differential, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. they're pretty similar home and away. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I really I'm surprised that I'm surprised that they're so close to the Twins in that division. 
It makes and me, the reason, it makes me feel like maybe the twins aren't as good as we think they were. Like maybe the second half hasn't been as good as the first half was because they were they were a I'm monster surprised. to start the year. I'm surprised that the Rays I'm surprised Tampa Bay has even let it get this close because for a good yeah. for a good chunk of the year they were the the number one wildcard team. They were, yeah. Um and I know there was a point where they fired off eight straight wins, you know? Mm-hmm. There's stuff like that. And for Oakland to come up and just take it is crazy to me. Um that's the American League. For the National League, I'm just gonna say that I don't think the Mets are gonna make it. They're three games back, run differential thirty seven. But they are seven and three in their last ten. Um, did we ever get to talk about the whole thing with Noah Syndergaard and uh, Ramos? We did. I think I we remember. did. Yeah, I recall. Yeah, I yeah, remember. We did, we did. Yeah, we did. And and I just have to say that the the, the Mets are have been handed an opportunity to run away with it because the Brewers are just not that good. Let's be honest. Negative negative twenty five run yeah. differential for the Brewers. The Cubs. Losing Javi Baez was huge. Losing Anthony Rizzo was huge too. Although he's back, I don't know how how much like Anthony Rizzo he's going to be. Their bullpen is still in shambles. They don't have Addison Russell. Um, the Mets have been playing. They've been an entertaining team the second half of the year, and I think it would be disappointing if they didn't make the postseason. Yeah, they have. I agree. They have it seems like they have to win out to get there at this point. They need to. Yeah, they need to start washing teams left and right like they can't afford to lose series at any point now mm-hmm. uh so washington the nationals are currently sitting on the first wild card 113 run differential five and five in their last 10 cubs are tied with the brewers for the second wild card slot 115 plus for the cubs negative 25 for the brewers and we all we've mentioned before how bad the cubs have been on the road mm-hmm. so honestly what this tells me is that the national league is kind of flat in terms of like competition, because if the Cubs are your are your wild card team, then I don't know, man. Yeah, and here's you know? the Mets. Here's the Mets schedule the rest of the way. They have the Reds this Ooh. weekend. That's um, not easy. It's not an easy. You, you don't sleep on the Reds, but you know if you're playing for a postseason spot, you have to treat this like this is the wild card game. Every game, yeah. the rest of the way is a wild card game. It's a yep. must win. Then you have a four game set against the Marlins at home. Um, so, and then after that, you have the Braves who at that point would have clinched, you know, they won't have anything to play for. Again, you can't sleep on them because they are the Braves still. Um, but you can realistically see the Mets aren't going to rattle off a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten game win streak. But I would, I would say to feel comfortable, you have to go eight and two here. You have to go crazy. You have to have a Mm -hmm. crazy streak right now. Yeah. And don't expect the Brewers or the Cubs to to play well either because that's what they've been all season as well. They, yeah. It's not like they were dominating the whole season. So it's possible, but I'm not putting money on the Mets, man. That's just me. Me neither. It would. I'm not going to lie. It would be entertaining. I think it would be very entertaining. I don't root for the Mets. For me, Red Sox, Mets, they're on the same fucking level for me. Can't stand how dare you? How dare you? I apologize. I mean how I feel about them. But, um, but... I think it would be entertaining. It would be a good story. It would be it would be cool to see another uh, Subway Series twenty years after the first one, or is it nineteen years? Nineteen years Ooh. after the first one. Uh, but here's the Cubs schedule uh, moving forward. Much harder. They have the Cardinals. They face the Cardinals seven times in their ne- in their n- next of the, the so out of the next ten games they face the Cards 
seven times. So, and then it's the Pirates in between. So the Pirates are winnable games for them. They are away games. Um, so, you, you know, you know how that goes for them. Um, but anyway, seven times, three of those times, they're going to face them away. So, and the Cardinals are in playoff contention. They're, they're, they lead in the division. So, um, that's a tough schedule. So again, more opportunity for the Mets. Uh, the Cubs have a tougher schedule moving forward. They're facing the Cardinals away three times and out of their next 10 games, six of them are away as well. Um, so the Mets have to try to capitalize here. I could see the Cubs realistically splitting this, going five and five, maybe six and four. Um, so the Mets are going to have to win eight or nine games to try to take it away from them. Yeah, we might see. One we final... might see one of those one-game playoffs before the wild card. Honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of hoping we do because fuck more baseball. Word. Um, I I want to mention one last thing before we round off the baseball segment. So, Tato. Uh, right now the Yankees today 195 plus run differential. They have scored the most runs in Major League Baseball. But music to my ears. Houston run differential 259 because of their pitching, man. I mean, yeah. The, well, that's that's the point. Um, and the Dodgers 241, but the Dodgers have scored 180. Uh, 832 runs. The Yankees have scored 896. So the Yankees have scored almost uh, 60 more runs than the Dodgers have. And mm-hmm. the Dodgers have great pitching too, man. I mean, they do. They do. Honestly, I don't see who they're going to lose to in the playoffs. But they do. that's the last thing. That's just the last thing I wanted to mention, real quick. Uh, are we are we good to end the baseball segment, Manny? I, I just wanted to, since I gave you the Mets schedule and the Cubs schedule. I want to give you the Brewers the Brewers schedule really quick. I feel like I sound like Mike Russo, not Mike Russo, Chris Russo when I say Brewers. Um, Brewers. Brewer, Brewers. The Brew anyway, Crew. The Brew Crew. Uh, they're facing, their schedule's a little bit easier. They got Pittsburgh at home this weekend, three-game stretch. They have a day off on Monday. Then they go to Cincinnati for three, and then the Rockies for three. So they have an easier schedule, but their team is is rattled with injuries. So... Um, the Brew Crew might end up might end up taking running away with it, um, just because of their schedule. Uh, but again, Mets need to win at least eight games in this stretch. Cubs are gonna have to step it up at, away, but I'm anticipating they're gonna lose at least four of those games, and the Brewers have an easy schedule. I just got an update. Addison Russell's activated for tonight, so nice. he's actually back. Which I, I don't get it. I could have sworn I got a. a, a you know, a notification saying that he was out for the season. Or maybe I just he's, I saw back, that could be it too. Or maybe I just got so many out out for the season po- notification in the last couple of days that I'm just like, oh, I guess one guy's injured. He's done for the season since it is technically the end of the season. But all right, here we go with the NFL. Is that the right? Okay, no, that's the wrong. That's uh, that's like Monday. That's like this. <laughs> oh yeah, but it, but that's like the final countdown. Yeah, that's the song that Joe that Bluth <laughs> plays every time. Yeah, yeah uh, don't talk. Yeah, trust me, I, I'm I'm like obsessed with that show. But uh, that is an NFL song though. I've heard it. I think that's like Monday night. Oh, oh, that it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Sorry. We're gonna get through some. We're gonna get through some NFL headlines since the last time we recorded. Here we go. Sorry about this, Manny, but Eli Manning has been benched for Daniel Jones after an 0-2 start. I'm okay with uh, it. We'll talk about it, but right, I'm okay well, with it. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. Oh, don't worry. We'll talk about it. Uh, okay. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold diagnosed with mono like a high schooler, and he'll be out <laughs> till maybe week five against the Eagles. Will it be too late for their season Fuck by then? Uh, Drew Brees out maybe six weeks with a thumb injury, but spit is just piling up in my mouth. I can't speak. Ben Roethlisberger out for the rest of the season. Crazy. Antonio Brown dropped from Nike following the rape allegations. Mm. And Jalen Ramsey, pro ball, pro bowl cornerback, requests a trade from the Jaguars, but he will play tonight, Thursday night football. Word. All right. <clears throat> First of all, I hope Jalen Ramsey goes to the Bills, even though he talked shit a couple seasons back, a uh, season ago or so, about our quarterback. But uh, I have a very reliable source that tells me that he's top two, top three cornerbacks in the league. So he's worth it, I guess. <sighs> okay. All right, all right. Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a, I have an opinion about this, but since you're the Giant fan, since you probably followed Eli, obviously a lot closer than I would have in the couple in the last. 10, 14 years, however long he's been in the league. What's your opinion on him getting benched after knowing to start this season? I think I think that the timing is odd because you, why wait two games into the season? What were you trying to see in just two games of the season? Had they been 2-0, and does, did that really say anything about the Giants that we didn't already know? That they're not a good team? Mm-hmm. Um, their defense is atrocious. They finally fixed the the O line, um, but now their defense is just horrible. Um, I just think that this was two games too late. I think that you should have just started the season with Daniel Jones, and if not, if you were gonna go with Eli, then you have to give him a few more games. Give him eight games, maybe half the year, maybe ten games. Let Daniel Jones see how the offenses run, how Eli plays his game, so on and so forth. And then make him more of a mentor, you know, pass the torch down to Daniel Jones. But I think that two games in, it just seems odd, although I'm not so offended by it. I think to get Daniel Jones, the the uh, the reps is a good thing. You have Eli Manning, uh, for me, a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think in the future, he has to be a Hall of Famer um, as your mentor. You can't go wrong. Um so I'm not offended by it. I think a lot of people were up in arms with this. Um, I think that as as a Giants fan, the impression I'm getting from other Giants fans is that we're okay with this. We're ready to see someone else take the reins at this point. And that's not a slight on Eli. I just think we have someone now who we want to see what they have. We finally have someone behind Eli that could potentially take over for the next 10 to 15 years, hopefully. Um, so let's find out now. And if not, if we're going to have a horrible season again, let's find out if we're going to have to draft another quarterback next year. Yeah, I get what you mean. You know, they they took a chance with Daniel Jones. So it, it's good in the sense that you're going to find out, like you just said, if you're going to have to draft another quarterback next season or the season after that. Now we're going to know sooner than later, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like you said, why wait? to 0 and 2 if you if you if you bench them after 0 and 2 then you should have benched them to start the season because yeah. 
benching him at 0-2 and, and bringing in this rookie quarterback, to me what it says is kind of like we're still trying to win this season with a better quarterback. If you're if you're if you're completely washing away this season, then why not just let Daniel Jones sit for another eight weeks? And like you said, because now he's going to be playing against defenses that are really trying to win, you know, right. which I'm not saying can happen towards the end of the season. But even your team is really trying to win. Now you're rolling out to try to extend plays. Now you're putting yourself at the risk of injuries and all that kind of stuff. And and again, why did why not just cut Eli at the beginning of the year right. and not have to pay him however, what is it, $20 million that he's owed now? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and you also look at the fact that they're missing offensive weapons. Um, I forget his name, but he was suspended six games, I think, for PDUs. Uh, he was uh, with the Eagles last year. I honestly Golden, forgot his Golden name. Tate. Golden Tate. I'm not saying Golden Tate is this crazy number one receiver, but he was your probably your best receiver on the Giants. Yeah. And what's up with not running the ball more to Saquon Barkley? You know, like we're talking about to me, just benching him after 0-2 just kind of says like Eli was the problem. Now we're still trying to win with Daniel Jones when right. I just think the Giants kind of suck overall. So, uh, <laughs> And by the way, really Eli, Eli's who, been playing good this year, too. It's not like he hasn't been yeah, playing. Yeah, he didn't look well. bad. He didn't look bad. You have Saquon Barkley. That's your number one thing. Like run the ball more to him. I agree. And let him get his 200 yards if possible. You know? Um, I just, I don't agree with all this benching Eli and I think it's going to blow up in their face. I honestly can see how Daniel Jones is put in the line of danger and gets injured. I think so. Not saying, not saying that that can't, not saying that that can happen towards the end of the season, but I, I can almost bet that he'd be more prepared towards the end of the season than having to throw him in the middle of just not the middle, the beginning of a season. The season is still fresh. Right. So you're basically telling him go out there and try to win some games. Right, right. You know? Right. Yeah, no, I, I I agree to a point. I think that sitting on the sidelines and seeing what the competition is, getting a feel for the game, the speed of the game would be beneficial for him. Um, but by the same token, I think Eli's playing better this year also because the offensive line is a lot better. And I think because Saquon Bar- Barkley is such a threat for the running mm-hmm. game, even though they don't go to him as much. But by the way, that guy's a fucking beast, man. If if they can no, keep honestly. him healthy and get this team set, he could be the best running back in football. Um, but uh, you know, if if the the old line is good and they could protect Daniel Jones and they keep going to Saquon Barkley, but don't abuse him either because we don't want to we don't want him to get hurt. Um, you know, I think he's okay. He's gonna be fine in the pocket. Um, but to your point, and we're getting repetitive at this point. Why do it after two games? It just doesn't make sense. Seriously. Do it at Stupid. the beginning of the season or do it 10 games when the season's right. done. Already. When, the season, when, when, when the season's completely out of hand, people are going to come to Giants Stadium. My bad, Jets fans. I mean, MetLife, whatever the fuck it's called now. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and not really show up to play the Giants. It's gonna be, they could just walk over them. You know what I mean? Um, yep. I don't Yeah, it, does, it just doesn't make any sense. And it, it almost makes me feel like... Uh, the coach Shermer is that his name? I always I always get confused. Pat Shermer, I guess. Yeah. Um, it almost seemed like when he made those comments about the quarterback switch after the game on Sunday, that he kind of felt like he had to make the switch. He had said something to the effect of like, they asked him like, when you know, when do you think we'll see Daniel Jones more? And he said, and he kind of like didn't really throw his his vote of confidence to Eli Manning, and it became a story. I feel like maybe that kind of made him like. 
rush on the decision even more because it was, it was almost like, a, well, I have to prove that I'm right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or him saying that might might have forced the hand of like the organization to make him bench Eli, Eli for Daniel yeah. Jones. I don't know, man. At the end of the day, I just don't think it looks good. But um, so how about this real quick before you jump into a new story. How about this? Roethlisberger's out for the year. You have an Eli Manning who can't be happy that he's on the sidelines now. Uh, a trade to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that'd be cool. I wouldn't even mind him going to the Jags. Yeah, they don't really have a quarterback either. Right. What's so, what I was gonna okay, ask I'm, was that so? <laughs> that <laughs> well, was awkward. Hey, <laughs> what, about, what about you? What do you think? To, what about you think? What do you think about him going to the Steelers or the Jags or maybe even maybe even Saints? <laughs> uh, that's true to the Saints, but then he's gonna be benched because Drew Brees is gonna come back. But that you know the Saints, he's from at the, I believe he's from New Orleans. Yeah, he um, is. So that would be cool. Hometown boy returns or whatever, but he's going to be benched again anyway. So it's going to be the same story because, you know, Breeze over Eli. Let's be real here. But I, yeah, no, at this point, yeah, actually all time. I probably. So I was going to ask you what I was going to ask you before we get into the next story was. So Eli is a Hall of Famer in your eyes. I think so. Two. I mean, two Super yeah. Bowl, two Super Bowl MP, MVPs. He beat the undefeated New England Patriots. Um mm-hmm. Two iconic plays in both of those Super Bowls: the 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 Tyree catch off the helmet and the God damn it, what the hell was his name on the sidelines? Manningham. Uh, Manningham, yeah. That was I an, an I think. incredible pass. Um, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I know a lot of people have been talking about his record as a QB, but also think about the last decade since their last Super Bowl. It's been less than a decade. What has Eli had? What weapons has he been work has he been working with? I know he had he's had Odell Beckham Jr. He's played a but combined no six Yeah, no O line. He's played a combined and, and Odell Beckham Jr. with the Giants his last two years played a combined sixteen games. So he mm-hmm. didn't have he, he didn't have him all the time. He didn't have another target aside from Odell Beckham Jr. Um so we have to consider that as well. And I know that he's not the rah rah guy. He didn't make you feel like Brett Favre was on the field like you didn't get the vote of confidence because of his demeanor and his affect or whatever but he was a good quarterback and when it mattered there was nobody better in clutch situations than Eli Manning in my opinion yeah I would uh I would also say he's all of famer and honestly the two Super Bowls the only argument I, I would need because when you think about how many quarterbacks never won a Super Bowl and the fact that he won two and then he won two against the Patriots and in one season where you said they were like the greatest team of all time and all this stuff, I, I think it's deserving of going to Hall of Fame. And uh, when I was yesterday, they were talking about it a lot on the Michael K show and they made a good point or Don LaGreca <laughs> made a good point since he's like the biggest Giants fan ever or biggest Eli fan um, out of when in Eli's career, besides maybe Odell Beckham and, at you know, his career just started. But when Eli was good, pretty much, you know, there's really nobody else from those teams that are. Hall of Fame besides mm-hmm. Eli. So I think that also makes a pretty good argument because if you look at other quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, like Troy Aikman, they've had teammates that mm-hmm. played with them during those right. seasons that are also Hall of Famers. So Agreed. I think it's a good argument. I think Eli's a Hall of Fame worthy. I think he's Hall of Fame worthy. So Yeah, we're and, and in those agreement. Giants teams that won the Super Bowl, they were defined primarily because of their defense. They had a monster defense. With uh with OCU Minora and God damn it, what's this guy's name? I love this guy so much, but I can't remember Stram- his name right now. Stringham. Well, they Michael had Michael Stringham in 07. 
Um, I mean, they had monster defenses. I remember fucking Tom Brady getting annihilated by this defense. And, uh, you know, their offensive weapons, aside from Plexico Burris, that one Super Bowl season, you know, it wasn't that exciting. You know what I mean? They had they had the the earth, wind, and fire with with uh, with uh, Ahmad Bradshaw and some of the other running backs that they had in the backfield. Um, but overall, if you look at Eli's career since 2004, he's been there for 15 years. Um, he hasn't had the type of weapons that a lot of these other teams have had, and um, and and you could say the same about Tom Brady, to be honest, because he's he's played with a lot of nobodies as well. Um, but you know, the the people the people that he's surrounded with leave a lot to be desi- desired, in my opinion. Like those two big the two big plays that I'm talking about the, the the Manningham catch and the David Tyree catch. Who the fuck are who did they turn out to be in football? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. But you know, for me, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm also biased, so <laughs> I think he's a Hall of Famer too. Yeah. Speaking of a potential Hall of Famer. Antonio Brown, Colin Powell. You remember that from a lingus rice? <laughs> Sounds like a Mexican dish. Conalina rice. Yeah, Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Brown. Uh, a second woman has come out saying that Brown behaved inappropriately toward her while she was painting a mural. In his home in 2017. Now, what the report says is that while this lady was painting the mural and she was about halfway done, uh, Antonio Brown just came out butt naked and just started talking to her or something like that. I don't know. Honestly, man, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. It's not right, but (laughs) (laughs) the guy's in his home, you know. He's a millionaire. It was. It was. He was at the height of his career. I don't know. I don't think it sounds right. But anyways. (laughs) <laughs> going back going back to the first uh accuser the uh, first the first accuser it was accused him of rape uh i don't know what to think about this either police say no investigation unless there's a complaint from the accuser so manny help me understand something mm-hmm. she filed a civil lawsuit against antonio brown that's not enough or what's the difference between that and filing a complaint to the police department? Um, like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Also, first of all, if the accuser hasn't filed a complaint and nothing has really been proven yet, why did Nike drop him? Do you ever wonder about that? It's kind of like these companies, sorry, these companies kind of, they're good with just like the initial strike of like the smoke, no fire, Right. Like, she hasn't even filed a complaint yet. And I'm reading over here. Originally, she said it took place in Florida, but he lives in Los Angeles. So, you know, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of holes in her stories. Why would Nike drop him based off what she has accused him about so far? The timing is weird on the whole thing. Um, I never, you know, I never want to be the person who doesn't believe these kinds of stories because I feel like it happens too many times where a woman is is you know talked down or or treated as if like they're lying or whatever or or being told like well what did you do for this to happen 
I never mm-hmm. want to be the kind of guy that that takes it to that level. But the timing is odd for her allegation. I'm not so sure about the second allegation. This is actually the first time I'm hearing it. Thanks, ET. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the whole Nike thing, I think it's just what you know. What good is he to them now? You know what I mean? Like he's just been bad story after bad story after bad story. It's nonstop with this guy. I yeah. think they just they just figured you know this isn't going to go anywhere at this point. Like. I don't know. Is he even going to play this year? Did he play this past weekend? I didn't really watch that much. Football. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He actually, he did play. He actually Tom Brady and him connected for a touchdown. So, okay. no, he'll, he's definitely going to play. Here, here, here's some more information. A woman, 28-year-old Brittany Taylor, filed a lawsuit against Antonio Brown on September 11th in Florida. Uh, she alleges that Brown sexually assaulted her three times in 2017 and 2018 and says that the third time it happened, Brown raped her. Eesh. They first got to know each other in college. Both were student athletes. Uh, she was a gymnast. And obviously, Antonio Brown turned out to play for the NFL. And he was well-known on campus. They met in 2010 when they int- when they attended Bible study. I don't know why I find this funny. I, I can't picture <laughs> Antonio Brown like attending Bible study. Right. <laughs> uh, three years after they met, while Brown was establishing herself in the NFL, Brown contacted her on social media asking for a revealing photo. She sent a photo of her face, but refused to send something more revealing in the process, reminding Brown that they were just friends. Then they stopped communicating. Uh... It says she becomes his train. She ends up becoming his trainer. Well, this gets pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Uh, let's see. She ends up becoming the trainer and opened a gymnastics training center in Memphis, fulfilling a dream. And the gym. Wait, Taylor becomes Brown's trainer. Also, oh, she ends up becoming his trainer. Taylor agreed to the arrangement as part of the agreement. Let's see. 2017, the first alleged assault. Uh, according to Taylor, Brown portrayed himself as committed to his faith, and this shared connection formed the foundation of their bond. He used manipulation and false promises to lure her into his work. I don't. To me, honestly, it sounds like they dated, and he was a little more aggressive than she liked, and she probably took that as like assault. I don't know. That's, he, that's what it's kind of sounding like. He used God to get in her pants. I mean, <laughs> classic man. That's the, that's right? the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> <laughs> that is the oldest. Oh man, I don't, I don't even know, man. Antonio Brown is just—it's too much at this point. Every week there's something. Um, and here's the thing: if he helps the, the the Patriots win a Super Bowl, people in New England are gonna love him, and everyone else is gonna hate his guts. Continue to hate his guts. It's just gonna be a story, week in and week out. As long as he doesn't let the story. Um, take over his play on the field bill belichick isn't gonna give a shit and neither is tom brady um and you know whatever i don't yeah. know bill, Bel- don't bill know. belichick basically made a deal with the devil like we're gonna get this awesome wide receiver we know it's gonna look bad but we're gonna get ours and that's it he'll be gone next year and people forget about it bill belichick deal with the devil nah <laughs> do you want me to go over the list of shit that he's <laughs> that he's done we could do that on another episode. Okay. For show, for show. Uh, oh, I forgot I'm leaving this episode, so I guess <laughs> I could end this whenever I want. All right. Manny, you want to go through our, uh, you know, outros? Sure. As you, as you usually do. So as I said earlier today, this is the flagship podcast of the Welcome to the Show Sports and 
Pop Culture Blog and Podcast Network. You can find us at WTTSPod.com. Follow us on our social media pages on Instagram at WTTheShow. We're on Twitter. I believe it's... Is it the same? WT the show? I'm not sure. Um, yep. And don't forget to check out episodes of the Replay Podcast, which is going to return next week with Superbad. So um, stay tuned for that. And that's all I got, CT. Thanks, Manny. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Peace. Peace.